0: it's time for the where to now adventures podcast coming to you from the great state of texas get ready to be entertained as you listen to epic travel stories learn about great destinations and get tips on planning your next trip and now camarones here's your host jose g
1: in today's episode i'm sitting down with captain juarez international commercial pilot for a major U.S. airline and a good friend of mine. We'll be discussing the current state of travel industry from the airline pilot point of view and also get some travel recommendations from the captain himself. But for the first half of the show, we'll be discussing how one becomes an airline pilot and makes it to captain status, el capitán. We're going to hear about the path Captain Juarez took, so hopefully some young men and women out there listening can be inspired to enter the world of aviation. So let's get right into it. How are you doing, Jerry? I'm doing good, Jose.
0: Thank you for having me here.
1: So is it Jerry, is it Captain, or... How you how you how, you how do you get addressed, man?
0: Um, would you you know Jerry 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 Huatis? That's who I am. So
1: uh, what about the 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 airline staff? Are they do they call you captain? The wife? Uh. Yeah, you know
0: uh, it's it's easier to to uh, to go by the title when you're at work. Uh, okay. When you're at home, yeah, that doesn't fly too yeah, well. I, yeah, I
1: didn't think so. I just I thought I'd ask. <laughs> All right, it's good to see you brother and uh, and thanks for taking time uh out of your schedule for a sit down.
0: Yeah, good to have you. Good to, good to have you here with me.
1: Yeah, so so when I when I first put the podcast together, I knew uh I wanted your your story to be told. Uh it's a story that that I'm personally proud of. Uh we both grew up in uh Denver Harbor in uh Houston, Texas. Barrio Denver Harbor or DH as it's known. A neighborhood that's uh, nowhere near Denver or a harbor, so I'm not sure how, how he got the name. And do you know? Do you know how Denver Harbor was named?
0: I don't know. That's back in the uh, in the mid 50s or even the 40s. Uh, yeah, I think that's... at one time it was even Podunk.
1: Oh, it was wow. Podunk, Texas. Okay. Yeah. Let, let, let's get some basic background information uh, before we begin in earnest. Uh, uh, how long you been uh, flying or, or been a, pi- a pilot?
0: So. I started flying back in uh, 1990, going into uh,
1: 1991.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. Um, yeah. So I've been with this major airline now for 22 years, May 1st of 2000.
1: So so basically all your years of flying have been with the same uh, company. Have
0: been with the same company. Now, before that, uh, before I got on with, uh, with the airline, I used to work um, for a cargo company, um, based out of hobby, flying to Dallas, flying pretty much uh, in Texas, Dallas, San Antonio, Austin. And it was just a way to build hours because um, one of the things or the major thing that the airlines look for uh, when you apply is how many flight hours do you have?
1: Hmm. And and, and, uh, we're going to get to that, Jerry. I've got that hmm. here. I just want to kind of just get some basics just for our our, our listeners to Yeah, so it was
0: was airline pilot prior to that, uh, cargo pilot prior to that, Flight instructor, prior to that, student pilot.
1: All right. And we're, yeah. we're going to touch on each one of those. So, so what's, your air, uh, what's your main airplane now? What are you flying now?
0: Right now, I am flying the Boeing 787 Dreamliner.
1: Man, then, those are nice. Yeah,
0: that's that's nice. That's Boeing's state of the art. That's, that's yeah, their. That's the Cadillac. Yeah, that's their Cadillac that's right now. Uh, obviously, throughout the years, they've had different models, and uh, but right now, that's their latest and greatest. The, uh, so, Jerry, do you
1: do you just fly a Boeing aircraft, or is there some Airbus action as well? Or, I've uh,
0: I've got several thousand hours in in uh, Air, Airbus aircraft. Okay, and. Personally, I really like Airbus. Okay. Airbus is really nice. Um, they did a good job in what, building what those airplanes. Um, so, okay. but the, the thing is that once you're flying a certain airplane, like right now I'm flying a 787, if I wanted to fly the Airbus again, even though I've got several thousand hours on it, I'm not able to f- fly it unless I go through the full oh, training wow. course again. Yeah. Okay. From scratch, ground I mean, school simulator. So that's everything. probably
1: like a, a kind of safety. Related. Yeah, it is. It okay, is. so uh, how many how many miles flown? Do you know how many miles? You, is there like an app or a tracker? Or your company keep track of how many miles you've flown? Wow,
0: yeah, miles. I don't. There's
1: this, uh, or is it hours? What do y'all? What, what? What? We time? go by hours. Okay, hours. So yeah, what would you say hours. hours? What do you estimate? Just a ballpark, man.
0: Ballpark uh, about eighteen thousand hours, Damn. maybe. Uh, that's that's my ballpark. Uh, that sounds
1: like a lot. Hey, so it's a lot so of time in the about, air. <laughs> I'm curious about hours, and, and maybe some listeners are as well. So, uh, w- is it hours actually in the air? You know, when do hours count? You know, when you're on the deck, or, or uh, you, you know, yeah. What, what so constitutes hours, man.
0: Uh, so with the airlines, when as soon as yeah, it starts as soon as you release the brake. Okay. And then it ends whenever that. you set the brake at the gate at the at the next destination. All right. So um, yeah, that that's and we have uh, you know the, we have something on the airplane and, and one of our computer systems that keeps track of all that. So as soon as you you know we say pop the brake, yeah, yeah, um, you'll see a time and that's sent out to the company and it's it.
1: It's like your data box information, okay? And it's showing
0: the company, hey, this airplane's already departed. So now, especially with uh, social media and all the apps, you can see when an airplane's left the gate, yeah, when when they're off the ground. So all that is now. I used to have one of those apps. It actually
1: like it showed you like all the planes that were in the air, and you can actually track a certain one. You know, I forgot the name of the app, but whatever. So Jerry, I'm ready to hear about uh, you know how you became a pilot and and. And what what it what it took for you to make it to the captain level? So I'd like for you to maybe take us back to the beginning. You know what what made you want to become a pilot, and and, and when did you decide it? All
0: right. Well, um, so when I was in high school, I had uh I had no idea I was going to be a pilot. To be honest with you, um, right. I yeah, was like who, actually, who knows in high school? Yeah, most people don't know what they want to do. My my initial thing that I wanted to do graduating from high school was to go to the Marine Corps. And I remember telling my dad, dad, I want to go to the Marines. And I was like, okay. He goes, well, um, you know, why don't you do me a favor, me? Well, why don't you go to, uh, go to college for a semester or two? If that's not your thing, then okay. You know, you got my blessings, go to the Marines. When you come back, you know, we'll try it again. I was like, all right, dad. And, um, but uh, that, that was my plan right out of high school, going to the Marines. Uh, like you stated earlier, you know, we're from Denver Harbor. Yep. We're, we're from the barrio. We're inner city kids. Uh, well, we're now grown men, but... Uh, at the time, we're inner city kids. There we, wasn't a lot of choices. There was You're wasn't. right. I, I, yeah, there, I, there I remember we it didn't. was either
1: get a job or, or join the forces. That, that's, that's right. That's how my parents you know, kind of- or,
0: or working at the uh, at the railroads there, which is what my dad did uh, there in Denver Harbor. Yeah. Uh, but we didn't really have those role models growing up.
1: No, we didn't. And
0: uh, to be honest with you, I had never even seen a Hispanic pilot in my life <laughs> until-, um, until after I graduated from high school. So um, yeah, so that was my game plan. I was going to uh, go to the Marines and my dad convinced me to go one or two semesters. And if that wasn't for me, then I was going to... Uh, sure. Going to the Marines, yeah. So, so during that, that time, that, yeah. yeah, what I did is I had gotten a job with uh, Idle Mexico Airlines in sales.
1: And, and you was, were out of high school at this I point? I was right? out of high school. I was 18 okay.
0: years old. All right. And I went to San Jacinto College um, and you know, you're, you're just, you're, it, it you're you're, you're, you, yeah, it you, it's a whole new world. You're yeah. trying to figure it out. It's a whole new world. You just graduated. You're, you're, it's like, Hey, you, what are you going to do
1: with your life now? Uh, yeah.
0: So I had gotten a job with and, and people Airlines expect and you sales. to know,
1: man. And that was yeah. just crazy. But.
0: Yeah. And, and so, um, uh, so for the first time ever, I had seen a Hispanic pilot and I thought that was pretty cool. I'm like, yeah. man, I didn't think these guys existed, but okay. And I still was like, well, I still don't know what I want to do in my life yet. But hey, I'm doing the two semesters like I promised my dad. And then I got a full-time job yeah. uh, doing sales. So with, you're kind of like Air going Mexico. through the motions. You I am. Know, so one day I'm at work and I'm flipping through the yellow pages. It just is what it was. You know, yeah. I, was I was flipping through the yellow pages like, hey, look, Aeromexico Airlines. All right. And I'm flipping through. Next thing, somewhere around there was flight schools. Yeah. I thought, well, that's pretty cool. I mean, and and they were again. I'm 18 years old at the time. I'm like, okay, flight school is wow. Uh, okay, so I, I just let kinda, me look into
1: it a little bit. I yeah, let know. me
0: look into it. I started looking into it, and uh, anyway, I came across this one flight school, and I gave them a call just to give it information. I mean, again, it, it just didn't seem like something that was attainable to an inner city kid. So I uh, I call and. The uh, the pilot who answered on the other line, the instructor, he was like, "Hey, come on in. We'll do an introductory flight, and you can get a feel for what this is and what it entails, and if this is for you." I'm like, yeah, okay. So, booked it for like a Saturday morning, and uh, go out there. And sure enough, it was it was a little airplane, a one fifty two. Cessna one fifty two is a two seater. And this instructor, you know, walked me around the airplane, telling me what parts of the airplane does what. And, and this is
1: like, uh, on campus or you're, you're this at, is little... at the
0: airport? It was at, at... Laporte municipal airport. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it was, this was at Laporte municipal airport, uh, uncontrolled field, no control tower. So you're kind of on your own there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we did that. We walked around the airplane, jumped in and, and now I'm getting a little
1: excited, right? Like, wow, yeah. oh,
0: this is cool. Even though it's a little bitty airplane, but I thought, okay, this is cool. This is
1: cool. So you weren't like nervous or scared? No, not at all. Not at yeah, all. If anything, okay. I was, in,
0: I was excited.
1: So you like wanted to go inside and... and yeah. And,
0: so so then uh, we start taxiing, which is where you're moving the airplane on the ground. So we start taxiing. And of course, the first thing he's telling me, hey, you know, on the ground, you don't taxi with the control wheels like you do a car. He goes, uh, you, you actually taxi with your feet, sure. which is rudders. So he had me trying to keep it on line on the center line as we're going to the runway. And that was kind of fun. Um, All right. finally we get to the runway and he says, okay, this is what's going to happen. I'm going to add full power. The, uh, we're going to keep it on the center line. And as soon as everything's based on airspeed, as soon as the airspeed reads, I don't even remember the number for that airplane, but let's just say 60 knots. Okay. Um, uh, as soon as it reads 60, I'm going to tell you to rotate. And what you're going to do is you're going to pull back on the control and you're going to get off the ground and then we'll take it from there. We're, we're going to fly around, um, and then we'll we'll fly around for about an hour. We'll come back, and and that'll be the end of it. Like, so okay, just cool. you and him, just the two of us. Okay. And sure enough, so here we are. We're on the center line of the runway. He adds full power. He's like, okay, you know, let's keep it on the center line, and and we're rolling down the runway. And now my my heart rate's going up, but yeah, for excitement, yeah. And so as soon as he says rotate, and I pulled back on the control wheel, and that airplane, as soon as it got off the ground, That'd I had this it. rush to just went from head to toe and at that moment i knew what i wanted to do yeah you're like man i want to do this i knew what i want to do and and uh it's funny because i couldn't wait to get back on the ground to go and tell my dad yeah what what i finally want to do and so sure enough i get back and and uh i go home rushing you know this back then before we even had cell phones
1: yeah so you're excited yeah so i'm excited i'm this 18 year old kid's like dad dad
0: I know what I want to do for in my life, and, and my dad was always very supportive. He, he was he was a great guy, um, and I I keep on saying he was because he just passed away last year. Right. right. But um, he was always very supportive, and so when I said, "Dad, I'm going to be a, I'm going to be a pilot," he was he had that supportive hat on, but at the same time, you can tell he it was, was shocking. He I, was shocked. Like, sure, I don't know of any Hispanic pilots out there. Like, are you, are you going to waste your time, or are you? So, so
1: there was some, some skepticism. There but was, and his thing and was
0: his thing was that he wanted me to give uh, computer repair uh, a um, a try. <laughs> a look, yeah. yeah. He wanted me to go into some kind of field with computers because, again, this was uh, this was now 1990. So uh, I know I'm, I'm giving out my age, but this was around 1990
1: yeah computers were, were becoming a thing yeah. yeah so
0: my dad saw that computers are going to be the future and he's like well you know that'll be a good job to have so when I told him that I was going to be a pilot I was like oh yeah all right cool but in back of back of, of his mind I know that he was kind of skeptical yeah but nonetheless uh, like I said I, I uh I, what about I like your friends passion. and your mom they, it, it was the same um they all I guess couldn't believe it. I thought it. you were yeah. a dreamer. Yeah, or, yeah, because, I mean, realistically, how many pilots did we know back then? We didn't know that any That were <laughs> Hispanic. <laughs> so, and granted, at the time, I had just seen my very first Hispanic pilot at uh, Idle Mexico Airlines. Uh, but that was it. That's that's what it took. So, that well, As soon as that airplane lifted off the ground... And I, I had that rush go through my body, and I knew right then and there, this is it. This that, is what I'm going to do with the rest. And I don't know how I'm going to get there. I have no idea, but I'm going to get there. And and uh, that's funny you should say that what because
1: happened. that's actually m- was my very next question. Like, what mm. what was the first step? Like, okay, you, you now you know, boom, man, this is what I want to do with the rest. You know, uh, what what was the first step that you took? Did you uh, go back to that yeah, pilot so, that trained yeah, so, you? Or uh, so
0: in this particular case. That flight school was associated with San Jacinto College, okay, the so central it's... campus. All right. Um, again, this was back in uh, 1990. So they had this pilot program. It's not even there anymore.
1: Oh, wow. But okay.
0: uh, I remember now I go to the college and speak to, uh, to the department head. And they gave me a brochure. And they said, look, if you take... These classes, I mean, they couldn't put it any simpler. It was a brochure with all the classes you need to take. And by the time you were done with the last one, you got, at the time, you know—you get your associate's degree. But you also get all your pilot's licenses that come along with it, Mm. Um, along Mm. with all the ground school and all that that you had to check off. So, all right. So, I held on to that brochure for the next several years. And every time I took a class, I just kind of checked off another box and another box and another box. And it took several years because... Um, I was also working full-time and going to college, going to flight school. It was a long day for me. And those were long hours, long days, long years. So Jerry, so
1: you, not only were you taking those classes, but you were taking, so flight school was totally separate then, right?
0: It was separate. Okay. So it was flight school, college. And then, so how how are you paying for this? I mean, you, you know, uh, we we're, we were low income
1: back then. We were, we and, were, uh, and
0: uh, uh, my dad had. I remember back in the uh, late eighties, it was a, uh, there was a recession going on. Yeah, I, I remember oh, yeah. vaguely, but I remember uh, my dad had gotten laid off. He worked for Southern Pacific Railroads, was and, tons of and he of was laid off, and he was laid off for a few years. But he he was always working several jobs, and, and so nunca nos faltó. Yeah, nunca nos faltó. Um, so now his 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 oldest son, which is me graduates now it's like okay i'm ready to go to college and and i know financially my dad was not prepared yeah looking back right looking right. back um but he still stepped up to the plate and said look mijo um okay so how much is this going to cost it's like well i don't know dad all in all i um, and again this is back then now it's a lot more but back then i thought uh, it's going to be about Thirty to fifty thousand dollars maybe. For flight school. For flight school. For the whole thing. It was gonna be about which is cheap because now um I I see guys coming out of flight school and they Did you take out loans? And they're no, I didn't. Okay. So they're coming out with loans of over a hundred thousand dollars. A hundred thousand, a hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Um so so you didn't get any loans, Jerry? No, I didn't. So I was uh I was working for Idle Mexico Airlines and I was working full time. So I used the salary that I would get to pay my college, which at the time I you know, pay was okay. Pay was okay. It wasn't it, was bad. A sacrifice, it, was, yeah, so. it wasn't it wasn't a minimum uh wage job by yeah. any means. Um, but I was able to use my salary from from working there, so
1: between between your uh, to uh, to pay in- for my
0: school, between and, your
1: income and your dad's help.
0: Well, actually, my dad didn't give me a penny.
1: Okay, okay. he didn't give me a penny. Oh, Jesus. Uh, but
0: what I did ask him, and you know, because it's different in the Hispanic household. Yeah, um, <laughs> I you know, know, they're not ready to get rid of you at eighteen. Yeah. So, um, so I told my dad. I said, "Okay, look, Dad, realistically, my biggest expense is probably going to be." you know, getting a house or, or you know, getting an apartment right now. I said, so if you let me stay in your house for, you know, just a little bit while I while I finish school, then that'll help me out and I can pay my way through college. There you go. And so there you go. Uh that was our agreement. We shook on it. And so my dad didn't pay a penny, uh, but he let me live in his house. Yeah. And so uh that saved me a lot of money. And so the salary that I had from uh, Idle Mexico Airlines. I used that to pay my flight school and college, and so by the time I was done, I had zero debt.
1: So yeah, that's yeah. that's a so, big advantage. Yeah, that, there, that man. was a big
0: advantage. It so, helped me out tremendously.
1: Let, let me ask you about flight school. Uh, so, for those that are listening, don't don't know what what that entails. So, uh, do you have to pay for like your own fuel? Is that part of the school uh, cost? Uh, wh- yeah, what, what do you, you pay do? Is, is you
0: rent the airplane? Okay. Um, and with the rental of the airplane comes the instructor also and the fuel. Okay. Um,
1: and and yeah. what's the, like the first uh, plane that you're, that you're, yeah, so ma- I that you have to master, with, I guess. Yeah. So
0: yeah. I, uh, it really doesn't matter the plane. So, but what they're trying to do is they're trying to get you to get through your licenses as, uh, as cheaply as possible because it's really expensive. Yeah. So at the time when I first started, I started off in a Cessna 152, and it's a little bit of an airplane, a two seater. Yeah. Uh, you know, you, you can look it up now online, but it's a little airplane two seater. Hey, so
1: what do you, you guys go up at the beginning? Just do some circles. Yeah, come back you do down? Is,
0: uh yeah, you've got a there, there's a list of things that the FAA wants you to go over and master. Some basic moves. Basic moves. So you go up and you know, course. Uh, Turns, climbs, descents, but the biggest thing when you're, especially I mean, when you're getting your private pilot, is learning how to get out of uh, emergency situations, the basic ones. Yeah. Um. And especially when it comes to stalls. Now, stalls is when an airplane stops flying, and it but, stops
1: flying because. So is that unique only to propeller airplanes, or any
0: airplane? Yeah, you can stall a big commercial you can stall a jet engine. Yes, you can. Oh, I didn't know yes, that. Yes, you can. Okay. Uh, there's been some notable ones. Um, in the last few years that they've still stalled. There was uh, an Air France over the Atlantic. Uh, They stalled the airplane, and and they didn't know they were in a stall. Wow. Uh, At the time, the captain had went back for his rest, and it was two uh, first officers in the front, and they They uh, they... they got into a stall. And they didn't know they were in a stall, and the airplane just kept coming down. Finally, the captain came in. By the time he realized what they were doing, it was too late. They... They uh, went into the Atlantic, and nobody survived, unfortunately. Terrible. But, yeah, so that's one of the first things you learn uh, is how to get out of a stall.
1: Um, And then, obviously, uh, basic
0: takeoff and landing. Yeah, takeoff, landings. uh, If you lose an engine, just glide it into a a field somewhere. So every now and then, you'll see on the news how there's an airplane on a road
1: somewhere. Yeah, or a uh, river. Or a highway. (laughs) uh,
0: Because, yeah, they tell us, look, if you lose an engine start looking for a place to land. Yeah.
1: No, man. That's that's wild. So that's,
0: that's your private. So what I did is, uh, I worked on my private, uh, took me probably about, I would say, uh, three to four months, probably about four months to get my private license and,
1: uh, got that out of the way. So what does that mean, Jerry? Like for those that are listening, don't, Mm -hmm. uh, that that means that you've mastered a a, a little a small airplane. Or? Yeah. Well,
0: again, it doesn't matter the size. It can even be a twin engine airplane, but uh, or a bigger airplane. But private airplane, it's the privileges you get once you get that license. There's still a lot of restrictions. For example, you you can't fly in clouds. Um, there's right. restrictions as to night flying. Um, but now so, you, you so can just you, buzz around whenever you want like a beautiful day like today you can go you and rent an airplane or if you have your own airplane and go flying around and uh i've got some friends uh, that have their own airplanes and you know they enjoy it they so do that
1: once you get that 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 first license uh how, how long does it take you from that first one to like get a job like flying cargo
0: yeah okay well Again, that was my private license. The next license. So, you're, you're got, how old
1: at this point, Jay? Uh, Jerry, at this more time, or less, now you know, I'm,
0: just... uh, I'm 19. I'm pushing 20. Okay. I'm about 20 years old uh, when I got my private license. And then now I start working on my instrument license. Now, what you do is you start okay. learning how to fly an airplane without looking out the window meaning that oh, you rely- Oh, because before it's visual. Yeah, before it's all visual. Oh, damn. VFR, okay. I didn't visual flight rules. All right. So then now you're learning how to fly by just your instruments. And um that's probably the toughest part of the train, especially as a new pilot, as you're learning. Do they blindfold you or no? Well, it's funny because they use, uh there's different devices that you, that they use. One of them was called the hood. And so it looked like the hood of a ball cap, but it just covers, uh, the windshields. Wow. So you, even if you wanted to look out, you really can't look out. Okay. Um, that, that's there totally was some other like fancy glasses weird. that are fogged at the top and you can only see the bottom. Uh, but all, all it is, is it, it restricts your vision to be able to see outside and you still have to learn how to fly this airplane from point A to point B. Yeah. Keep it level. Uh, do turns, climbs, descents All without looking outside And you're going by your instrument So uh, for a new pilot That's uh, that's probably the most difficult training But I-, I thought that once I got past that Everything else was, uh, was a lot easier So I got my uh, It took me probably about another four months To get my instrument license And then now uh, The next step Is commercial Now you get your yeah. commercial license Now you can get paid Okay. After you get your commercial license. In. Right. and at the point from when I started to now, all it was the majority of it was doing what we call cross country flying, mm-hmm. which you would uh, get an airplane and just fly it somewhere more than fifty miles, and now you start log all that you're you're logging in your logbook because okay. again, the end game is how many hours, hours do, do you have? have? Yeah. Um, so, um, so yeah, so I, I would I would fly to like Corpus. Uh, San Antonio, Louisiana. Yeah. As a matter of fact, when I first got my license, the very first place I went was to uh, McAllen, Texas. Yeah. My grandparents bad. were down there, and, and to and you me, flew it was. Down there. That I was flew cool, down there, and man. I thought that that was uh, that was a goal that I had. Like, man, one day, Wilita, I'm gonna come down and and, and fly my airplane over here because my grand my grandparents uh, were very excited about that. Yeah. Because now my dad's. He's starting to believe it now. He's starting I, to believe, yeah, it yeah, he started to believe like, oh, and he's starting to see things yeah. are moving and things are happening. And like, hey, Dad, I got my private license. Like, okay, yeah, all right. So now he sees things are happening. Uh, in the end, he was my biggest fan, yeah. biggest fan, biggest supporter. Um, and so uh, it it was uh, a big thing for uh, him to see me progress. Um, no, yeah, I, my I, first flight was down to McAllen. and then uh, that was a big thing for me. And um,
1: so then you applied for your, I guess your first. Yeah, so I got
0: my commercial license and then job. I got my, yeah. So, uh, but really you're not, you can get paid. And I had a, a couple of gigs where somebody, Hey, I need somebody to take me up. I need to take some pictures and do photography. This and Yeah. That. some so,
1: one-off type jobs. Yeah, yeah. So,
0: uh, did a little bit of that. Uh, after that, I got my multi-engine license. Now you're flying twin engine airplanes, uh, the biggest training about that is learning how to fly the airplane with just one engine if you were to lose the second okay. engine. Um, and then that was it. And then I started. Uh, so,
1: so do you, is it a prerequisite? Do you have to fly, uh, I guess, cargo airplanes before they allow you to do uh, co- uh, commercial flights? With you don't. People?
0: You don't. Uh, you
1: can just jump straight from like training to flying people.
0: You can, but that would probably be more of a, uh, corporate type gig or, okay. s- or somebody who owns his airplane, yeah. you know, rich person's got his own airplane. Just need somebody to fly him around. <laughs> They're just Officially, like, hey, yeah, he, you know, that's it. You can start flying that. Um, uh, but now, now, now we're talking about the, uh, the mid nineties. Now we're into the mid nineties and there's no hiring going on around that time. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what was going on. Uh, with the uh yeah there, the was a, there, there was a was there was a recession the, another recession yeah there, there was, was a recession going on in the mid-90s yep so nobody was hiring that um, and the,
1: the war i think there was a war uh one of the gulf yeah wars. the gulf war had yeah, started yeah. and so
0: there wasn't much going on um so at the time i'm i'm i was with idol mexico till 95 so about that time i had just uh i had already finished with everything um, so
1: you, you you didn't think, man? Since I'm already here with these guys, let me let me try to. Or, or, well, or I looked consi- into
0: it, but apparently you have to be a Mexican citizen, okay, to fly for. Actually, to to apply for their pilots union, and then they pick from the pilots union. Oh man, so, so a lot uh, of politi- po- politics. Right, but okay. I was I was born and raised here in Houston, so I didn't qualify for that. So right then and there, it's like okay, well that side of Mexico, I won't be able to fly for them. Okay. Um, so did you said, yeah, so cargo? now I'm, I'm in no rush. I'm in no rush. There's yeah. no hiring going on. So I figured, well, let me go ahead and get my flight instructor license. So I got my flight instructor, my instrument flight instructor, my multi-engine flight instructor.
1: Jerry, Jerry so, was trying to just gather all that. Yeah. The, so I, I got it all. All the certs, I got, I got all everything. the badges,
0: total pedo. I got all the <laughs> stickers and badges. And, and so I was, I was well qualified. So uh, now by resume's resume
1: looking good now, right? Yeah, yeah.
0: So by then I'm, I'm, uh, I'm actually working for Southwest airlines now. All right. Um, so I'm doing the flight training on, on the side, but I'm still working full time. So I'm already done with school. Now I'm just building my hours and, and flight training. And, uh, so I'm working with Southwest airlines. Uh, I'm an airport supervisor and so I'm flight instructing there at hobby airport. So in the mornings I would instruct, at the airport, and then the afternoon, I'd just go to the other side of the airport and start working for Southwest.
1: Uh, hey, airline passengers were different back then. Yeah, then you had to act.
0: So, uh, <laughs> so I did that for a couple of years, and then now things are starting to move. And I thought, okay, um, I was very comfortable with Southwest Airlines. That was a, That's a good company to work for. Yeah, yeah. And I was already in the I'm management a, side I'm of it.
1: I'm actually interviewing a, a Southwest guy uh, in a couple of weeks. Yeah, uh, it's a great airline. Yeah. And
0: uh, I was already on the manage, getting on management, going up that ladder. And, yeah. And so I had to make a decision because now it's like, well, okay, do you follow the uh, corporate ladder on an airline or do you – do you go for flying? And, and, uh, of course my passion was still flying, but things weren't even moving back then. Yeah. So I had to make a big risk. What I did is like, okay, what I'm going to do is I'm going to resign from Southwest Airlines and dive in full-time into flying, see where it takes me. Hopefully it works out. Yeah. Um, so then that's what I did. I, I resigned from Southwest. I started flight instructing full-time. And then soon after that, um, just a couple of months later, I got a job flying cargo All right. for a, a company from Dallas left field, but they needed a pilot in da- in uh, Houston, and we're just flying cargo from uh, Houston, Dallas. So what's Dallas, that Antel like, Jerry? Middle, flying Austin. cargo
1: is it kind of low pressure? Uh, yeah, no
0: pressure. Single pilot operations. Um, uh, some of it, especially on in, in the latter part of it, um, the last. I was only there for nine months. So about the first half of the of my time there, I was doing uh, Dallas, Austin, San Antonio, Houston, and that was pretty cool. And, and then, and uh, and then at the end, I was just doing Houston, Dallas twice a night. And by then, now I have actually quite a bit of hours. Now at the time, I have probably about fifteen hundred hours.
1: So was, uh, that's what that was my next one. So is there a certain amount of hours you were like trying to hit so you can apply for a commercial? Uh, yeah, a back
0: job? then, back then, now. Because there was several years where there wasn't any hiring going on, and now there's more and more pilots. So now it's kind of competitive. Now they're they're hiring you based on well, it's always been how many hours you have, but uh, the more hours you have, the better it looked on the resume. So sure. Um, by now, I have about fifteen hundred hours. Which uh, for those of you who who um, who want to be a pilot, that's kind of like the magic number: fifteen hundred.
1: Uh, that's when people entertain uh, an application right right. and
0: and the fa actually has a law which they just enacted a few years back after a a accident Um, they enacted the 1500 hour rule so you have to have a minimum 1500 hours to fly for a commercial airline okay uh but back then that's by coincidence that's what i had so uh they hired me that was may 1st of 2000 and i haven't looked back it's been a it's been an awesome
1: ride so what what is the for a pilot or for a commercial airline, what what is a job interview like, and what what does that whole process take from the time that you get the call, hey, you know what, come in uh, for an interview on Monday, well, whatever. From that phone call uh, to actually, hey, you got the job. What, how long is that process, and and what does it entail? Uh, is it just uh, interview only? Do they uh, right. make you feel like uh, go into a simulator, or do you actually have do they have to actually watch you? Uh, uh, handle an airplane uh, walk us through wh- what that's like yeah so again this was back in uh
0: 2000 sure so uh that's that's over 20 something years ago i'm sure it's a little different now but back then i had the interview they brought me in and um you interview with some pilots you do uh is
1: it like multiple interviews yeah or? it's
0: multiple interviews uh you also do a sim- back then they put us in a 707 simulator all right and, uh, it's a four engine airplane. It's an old airplane, but,
1: uh, uh just to see how, how you yeah, handle. see how
0: you handle it. And there was, I believe 13 of us who went in and only two of us made it out nice. on the next stage. And I was one of them. So, uh, I was, I was, uh, I was very comfortable with my flying skills, especially flying cargo. You're, you're flying by yourself, uh, at night navigating through storms and, and just, I mean, that in itself. Hey, like like that
1: Tom Hanks movie, man. (laughs) That's right. That's right.
0: So, um, it, uh, so I was, there was about 13 of us who went in only two of us, uh, advanced to the next level and that was me and this other guy. And then now you do some kind of computer aptitude tests um,
1: do, do they run you through any kind of like psychological batteries? You know, just to see you know where your mind is at. Yeah, they, they'll like ask that?
0: you a few questions. Uh, I'm sure nowadays everything is on a computer. Yeah. But um, yeah, they just want to make sure you're sane, you're okay. And, yeah. Yeah. And, right. uh, so I was I was fortunate that I, I passed all that. And uh, so you pass the interview, pass passed it, and the they simulator. said, "Hey, you know, you're you're hired." And so now you're hired, but now come on in. We're going to train you for the airplane, and you're on probation for a year. Okay. So, you just you know, it's like you're hired, but you, yeah. don't, you, you don't feel comfortable not, yeah, until you got a year not to mess up. So don't mess it up.
1: So so you really don't get a chance to breathe until after the year right. over. Once with, the prob- uh, yeah. yeah, once that probation's over. But
0: it was it was really cool. But when to you... finally put on that hat and the uniform.
1: So how long did that and... take, man? From the phone call, hey, come in for the interview to hey, you know, you're hired.
0: So. The I would long say process, I or? would say probably about 3 months.
1: Okay, that's not about too 3 bad. months.
0: Yeah, okay. from from the time that they interviewed me to the to when I went to class.
1: So when you get hired, man, uh imagine the first thing you do when you know when you accept a position, you you know, you tell your parents. Uh, what, 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 what was that like, man? Yeah.
0: Man? Um so cuz it's real now now it's real to yeah. my dad. Now it's real to my uh, mom. My mom uh uh, she was still alive back then. Um, she's been she's been past sixteen years now, but man, um, she has
1: she made some great enchiladas, man. Yeah, I would yeah, have said, everybody, "Mom, everybody. make me some enchiladas." I got some good news. Yeah. So <laughs>
0: she was she was happy, and again, my dad was uh, was my biggest fan, so he was probably more excited than I was at this point in my career. Now.
1: Oh um, yeah. Yeah. So hey, um, it sounds like we're at the airport. Yeah. That's
0: a seatbelt sign.
1: <laughs> All right. So, so, you know, I'm I'm moving, uh, let me know if I'm moving too fast, man, but mm-hmm. I, I got a lot of these questions that are personal ones too. So you, you get the job, you're on that probation. Uh, how is it the first time flying with, you know, uh, a lot of people now it's not cargo. You're not looking at boxes in UPS and, you know, people ordering mail. It's, it's people.
0: Yeah, that's does, correct. Does um, it change
1: uh, your, your, your mindset a little? Or, yeah, uh, a
0: little bit because when I got this more job responsibility. and I went through tra- yeah, so when I went through training, it was up in Dallas uh, for this major airline, and uh, training in itself lasts about two months, about two whole months. You do the first half is a ground school, uh, a lot of classroom work, and then the second half of it, you're flying a simulator. Uh, again, it's mainly emergency procedures, and then after that, you're checked out. And like, congratulations, here's your license. You now have a license for such aircraft. And, and then they pair you up with a Czech airman, which is uh, pretty much an instructor out on the line. Right. So they pair you up with Czech airman. So when they send me off, my first base that I was at was San Juan, Puerto Rico. And so... Now it's, now it's real because, again, yeah. I've been in Houston the whole time. I, you know I'm, I'm from the barrio, and now I'm, I'm, I'm assigned to go fly an airplane with passengers down in San Juan, Puerto Rico.
1: That's awesome.
0: And so now it's real like, whoa, this is, uh, am I ready for this? I mean, yeah. this is a whole change in life now. Yeah. Um, so I went down there. Uh, you're paired up with the Czech airmen for maybe about two sequences Uh, For about two weeks worth, you're paired with somebody, and if you pass all,
1: they want to make all the boxes. They make
0: sure that you're you're safe enough to fly. They sign you off, and now your crew schedulings, uh, okay, uh, yeah, your your crew schedulings to work with now. So they schedule you your flights and your days off. Uh, But yeah, once once I was done with that, and I came home, and and every time I would come home, my dad in particular is like son what was it like tell me i mean it's it's like he was always
1: yeah he's living one, through you man he was man. living through yeah, me of and course. and uh and he was
0: just so proud it of me was a proud and, moment
1: absolutely and uh,
0: so all, all my accomplishments uh, i uh, and, and, you know I sh- just, it was it was part with my dad and my mom
1: I, I can't stress it enough for those that are listening you know our the neighborhood that we grew up in was just it was just really a poor neighborhood, but it, it was full of first-generation uh, Americans, you know, uh, where our parents would come from Mexico, and lay de- they laid down roots in Denver Harbor, and they just wanted the best for us, and um, it's, it's just, uh, to hear stories like Jerry's and and, and some of my other friends that, that made it out, and I'll include myself in that group, uh, it, it's just, uh, you, you had to have known what it was like back in the 80s and 90s to grow up in the you know, a fourteen hundred square foot, fifteen, sixteen hundred square foot house. You know, with you know six to eight individuals. It 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 was and one
0: bathroom. Yeah, one
1: bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, so that, that that's awesome, man. And and, and you know, I, I imagine your your parents were were beaming, man. And uh,
0: yeah, and and uh, you know, it takes a lot of sacrifice. Um, again, back then when I'm going through flight school, this was the early '90s to mid nineties. I'm, I'm going through all that. Uh, at the same time, I'm starting to go clubbing, um, that the Hano wave was happening. Yeah. So all the, all the big, the Hano bands were, were breaking out. Well, the you Ma, had money Selena, now. <laughs> the, I mean, so, but come Monday morning, yeah. I was back at it 6 AM in the morning. I was flying an airplane at, at flight school. I was going to college and I was working full time, and so that was Monday through Friday, but Friday night when I was done, yeah, man, I, I just, uh, <laughs> that was my Friday, Saturday, and Sunday was my time to just right. relax. Well, not I wouldn't even relax. That's yeah. when I would just party hard. Yep. and uh, And so I was literally burning my candle at both ends. I don't know how I did it. Uh, there, there's, there's really no way I can do that now. What I was doing back then, now that I look back at it. oh well, yeah, of course, but, man. But, um, yeah, so Monday through Friday from 6 a.m., I wouldn't get home till probably about midnight from work and do it again the next morning. I'd party with my friends on the weekends. Well, you deserved it, man. And then, uh, after... come Monday morning, I'm, I'm, I'm up at five in the morning and going to flight school and, and my friends are hung over and waking up <laughs> yeah, at one, kept 2, at two in it. the afternoon. And, and, um. Uh, but I kept at it. I kept at it. And, and yeah, there was times maybe about two, three years into it where you just don't see the the end of it. And you're like, well, I mean, so, I love this. This is cool, but man, I, I don't, I don't see how I'm ever going to finish. Well, and, just listening
1: and, to your story and I've learned so much, man. And I've known you, you know, since I was maybe, I don't know, uh, 13 to 14 years old, but, uh, how many licenses and certificates yeah. and all the different rules yeah. I uh, think the biggest
0: thing is that I didn't give up that was my biggest thing and my my dad's my dad's... it just
1: seems overwhelming and yeah. you have to be able to compartmentalize like i'm on, I'm gonna get there eventually yeah my my
0: dad's biggest thing is when we were growing up at least with me especially I was the oldest one you had a ejemplo but he would say there's no such thing as I can't yeah and so that in itself actually pushed me a lot as, cause I couldn't say I can't, I couldn't tell my dad, dad, I can't, I, I can't handle this or this is too much. I can't do the work. I can't do all this. I feel like it's just too much, but I couldn't tell him I can't. Yeah. And because I didn't say that one day led to another, led to a week, led to a month, led to a couple of years. And before I knew it, I was done. I was mm. done, and, and I'm interviewing now, and and next thing I know, I'm getting shipped off to San Juan, Puerto Rico, to do <laughs> what I wanted to do from day one, and and so, uh, uh, I guess what I'm getting at is, if you find a passion in life, and this is more for those uh, for those of you who are young, and uh, maybe just getting out of high school, if, if you don't know what you want to do yet in life, that's okay, that's okay, because I didn't know what I wanted to do in life when yep. I graduated, and um, but when you do, once I you know. find that passion. The biggest thing is don't quit. Nope. Follow it. There's going to be a lot of roadblocks, a lot of doubters. Um, uh, you know, just just life happens. Life happens. Um, you know, whether it be work, whether it be uh, personal life, relationships, uh, your family, you know, maybe your mom's sick, your dad's sick. Uh, you go through all that, but in the end, you cannot stop. You have to keep going, and it pays off at the very end. So, um, gracias a Dios, I'm at a point in my life where I am. I've been relaxing for 22 years. I go to work. I don't bring work home. I go to work a few days out of the month, and the rest of the time, I'm here at home. I am relaxing. I don't have to worry about. Yeah. Oh, I didn't turn in this form. I didn't turn. No, I am relaxing. Um, relaxing at home, relaxing at podcasting, home. recording yeah. a podcast. Uh, you know, the, the, the money's not bad. <laughs> hey Jerry, so, so, so everything's I, good. Everything's there's one good thing now. that,
1: that one, one last step that that, that, that we want to know about. Um, you're a pilot now. You've been doing this a couple of years. When does the, uh, the thought uh, process lead you to, man, you know, I want to be a captain. I don't just want to be a pilot. I want to, you know, I want to try to make it to the very top of my... Right. So um, when that, do you start thinking about uh, yeah. that seriously, after so, how many years or what?
0: Well, so what happens is everything's based on seniority in the airline industry. Okay. Everything's based on seniority. So the moment you get hired, you are now a number on a list, right. and as more people get hired, they go below you. People above so you who start long. retiring, you move up. So th- th- that list is constantly moving. moving. And so I would recommend for anybody who's thinking about going to an airline, whether it be as a pilot or anything else, um, get in as soon as you can because it's all about seniority. And with seniority, that's now when you get vacations, when you get your days off, but also what what positions you get. Choice and routes. Yeah, uh, choice and routes. And even from going from first officer to captain. So as you're moving up the list and there's constantly vacancies coming up, Um, and the company will say, okay, I need, uh, 30 captains on the, this particular airplane and this base, and I need another 20 over here. And, and so they just, there's this list. And so what they do is they go down the seniority list and yeah, you know, you might see it, especially as a new high, you'll see it like, oh, I'm still thousands of numbers away from a captain position. But after a few years, you see that number getting closer and closer and, and until uh, and the moment comes like, okay, Juarez, uh your numbers up. What do you want to do? You wanna okay. be a captain? You ready to be a captain? Like, yeah, yeah, I'm ready. So um that, I remember when when my time came, uh my first uh captain position was in Chicago.
1: So were uh, you were you looking forward to it? Like when you knew you were close, were you like Damn. I was and
0: you know what? Some guys are not in a rush. They're not in a rush. Yeah. They're, they're like, no, you know what, I'm okay over here on this on this seat. It's all about quality of life to some guys, and that's okay.
1: It's all about quality
0: of life. Hey, you know what? I'm senior enough right now to where I can hold any days I want off. Um, I can get all the vacation days that I want. I can go wherever I want. And if I was to go to captain now, my seniority is based on captain seniority, so I'm going to be pretty low on the list there, so I'm I'm starting all over again. Yeah. So some guys they're not in a rush. Okay. All um, right. But in my case, I was like, yeah, you know what? I'm ready. I'm yeah, ready. Yeah. I'm ready. Damn I'm ready. Right. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, I took my I took my uh, my first captain uh, upgrade that came up, and it was a, a captain position up in Chicago, and so um, and that was it. Uh, that that's that's how it started. Now, by then, unfortunately, um, my mom had uh, had had already passed away, had just passed away. So that was one. Uh, thing that I didn't get to uh share with share my, with, him. with her is, is hey look yeah. I'm a captain I got my my captain wings now um so th- that was a sombering moment but I still have my dad and and so you know we uh we celebrated that So
1: um, so, so Jerry let me uh let me ask you man uh what is in your estimate like the latino representation among US based pilots not, not you know cuz I've flown out of mexico and and uh airlines you know south american uh airlines and obviously they have latino pilots but i'm talking about in the, in the in the in the us world you know your majors uh what percentage would you say are latino pilots wow if you um, had to guess obviously if i had to
0: guess i would say but, uh maybe 9%
1: okay that that's
0: maybe, maybe even less yeah um but that's that's my guess it's
1: a little less than like our uh Representation as far as uh, right you know, population wise, which I think uh, we're up to hell uh, what what is it eighteen percent? Are we close to twenties now? Yeah. <laughs> I know it's a whole bunch. So yeah, we we got a long way to go. And yeah, and, we still and, have a long way to go. So and, and, and that's uh, another reason why I wanted to do this episode as well. Is just like you never know when you will reach someone or who you will reach. And uh, yeah, and that's true because. Um, Again,
0: I didn't know of any pilots growing up. and So it's that, 9%
1: that, in your estimate, obviously. In my uh, estimate.
0: Of, at, at my airline. Now, I'm sure other airlines, maybe even less. Okay. But because we do a lot of uh, Latin America flying, a lot of Caribbean flying, so... Like uh, high people, demand. Yeah, if, people from those, uh, those backgrounds, whose maybe parents are from there, and they've seen yeah. this airline... Uh, flying in their country a lot and now they're like "Ooh, that's who i want to fly for so yeah so because we fly to a lot of latin american countries i think that's one of the reasons why we have a uh, pretty good number of latinos uh flying uh flying from my airline but airline if you guys I
1: are listening for. and you're a young latino um we need more you know you we guys uh, look did. into it uh, there's there's tons of financing options there's a lot of a lot of you know you can go to the military and Try to get in the Air Force, right? Yeah, yeah. And right now, there's actually
0: in? there's actually a big uh, pilot shortage coming up.
1: And, and, um, and we're going to touch on that, uh, Jerry, yeah. uh, here. Just... Uh, yeah, meadow, yeah, man. Oh, All right. <laughs> hey, so uh, your estimate is 9% U.S. pilots. Or, yeah, I'm sure or, if you type it up in but, Google,
0: it, you'll see a number. So
1: under. captains is Manos Latino captains, right? I yeah. I mean, yeah. okay.
0: So you, you're part of a small group, man. I'm part of a very small group. Yeah. Very small group,
1: and 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 you know, Jerry. I just want to say that we're all proud of you, man. You know, uh, you know myself and and the people that grew up in Denver Harbor with you, and you know, you. It was a big thing, dude. Oh man, Jerry's a pilot, dude. And it was like, may you know, you're you're a few years older than us than, than my group of friends, but like, you know, your your name was like, oh man, it was just something that wasn't done, you know, back then, and 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 I mean that. And before I close out the first half of this interview. Um, Just uh, some words of encouragement, man. Just, uh, you know, quick one or two lines of advice for, like, young people thinking of following in your footsteps and becoming a pilot.
0: Yeah. First thing um, I would recommend, maybe reaching out to somebody who who is a pilot. I mean, I I do a lot of… Like, mentoring? Mentoring. Um, I've done a lot of school, uh, career days. And, um, that's awesome, man. But, you give it back yeah, like that. Giving back just, uh, you know, when you get to where you're going, you know, now, now it's time to turn around and, and help those come up. But, um, I, when I, when I did it, I was blind to everything. Even, even, even once I, uh, got my job, I was blind to everything because I didn't have anybody to ask or a role model or, Hey, what do I do Next. Next. So it was all kind of in the blind as I'm going. All I knew is that, hey, uh, get your private license. Okay, get your instrument license. Okay, what's next? Commercial. All right, I got my commercial. What next? Okay, get your multi-engine license. All right, I got that. Now what? Uh, let's see, next box is, uh, let's get your instrument, or excuse me, your um, flight instructor. So I got my flight instructor. Then I got my flight instructor instrument. Then I got my multi-engine instructor. So now I, I checked off all these boxes when... I probably didn't have to mm, yeah um so um but nonetheless checked off all the boxes and and even at that at the time nobody nobody was really hiring so um um but reach out now there's uh social media or even uh you can google anything now you can google flight schools so do, uh, do, uh, do
1: community colleges still offer these kind of uh, uh, programs? I'm not familiar or, of, uh, of
0: any community college in Houston. Um, I did go to San Jacinto, and I got all my license and my ratings from there. Could uh, someone still
1: do that and get but, that portion out of the way? Or? Well, they don't have it
0: anymore. Okay, okay. The okay. last I looked, because uh, somebody was asking me about it, and they don't have it anymore. Uh, I know of a couple of pilots who are going out to Hooks Airport. Uh, there's a flight school up in Hooks, which is by Intercontinental. And so, fl-
1: so basically, flight schools are your best uh, entry point. There is. There okay. is.
0: Now, you can either do... Uh, what about
1: the military? Uh, yes, uh, you can do
0: the military. Now, if you go to the military, first of all, you need to have a four-year degree. And then once the military gets a hold of you, that commitment is anywhere from minimum eight years on up.
1: Okay, so they—it's so, almost like yeah, they they're going to get you. their money back. From, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah because <so> they are <laughs> going to train you. For, <laughs> yeah,
0: they're going to train you. So, at least uh, when you're, you you're theirs for a while.
1: But at, but on the flip side, when you get out of the military, out of the air force, you, you got—I you know, imagine tons of hours. You're ready to go, like right? I mean, obviously, you, you, uh, is it easier yeah, to get hired? A, yeah, they're living a good life
0: there, but then they see what. Their so counterparts a, are making at the major airlines yeah. and they're like, well, I'm making so much with the government, but if I go to the airlines, mm. I'll make X amount of money. And so that, that's their major decision. So, so is it money. easier
1: to get hired come, going that path? Or what do you think? You know, What's your opinion?
0: It used to be, uh, okay. especially back like when, it was, when okay. it was competitive. When uh, it was competitive, airlines just like military pilots. They just do. Yeah. Um, they also like minorities. For hiring, uh, okay. it looks good on their paper.
1: Sure, <laughs> when it's
0: like, "Hey, look, we got a, we That's got right. some minorities that, that work for us," so that looks good too. But um, we're we're getting at a point now where none of that matters because we're um, we're about to hit a big pilot shortage. One of the main things about being an airline pilot is that we have a government FA mandatory retirement age of sixty five. So. Okay in the next 5 years my particular airline is going to lose thousands wow. and thousands of pilots in the next uh, 5 years which due means, to their retirement we, age due to Air 65 so we which are Which means
1: opportunity for for young people. Yes, yes that uh, is correct. So So it's a growth industry and, and uh, especially with uh, the great travel rebound the uh, the numbers uh, According to uh, most uh, airlines, is that you know travel is back at pre-COVID levels, and
0: uh, and our flights are full.
1: Man. Oh yeah, are, I've, everywhere I've flown on go, tons of them full. this year, man, and I'm telling you, they are full. Yeah, travel is back to pre-COVID levels. Uh, all the airlines are reporting, you know, record travel, record you know number of uh, flights that are just packed to the max, and so when you Combine uh, a, a pilot shortage with you know rec- and fl- and flight attendant shortage with a uh, uh, you know record travel. That's a that's a recipe for for tempers flaring at the airports, man.
0: It is um, unfortunately most airlines, including the airline that I fly for, did not plan for this correctly. Uh, they thought this was going to be probably a few years into it. So yeah, for the for, for the rebound,
1: right? They right, thought it the was going to be like a so slow So they they actually got rid
0: of a lot. They a lot of pilots were given early outs and nice little packages. Retirement retirement right? packages and and a lot of we're talking about thousands of pilots took it and uh, and now <laughs> now everybody's shorthanded. So yeah, it's, it, uh, it
1: seems like nobody was expecting like that, that that boomerang effect. They 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 all expected some kind of incremental mm-hmm. return. Right, and And the thing was
0: that people were actually tired of staying indoors. Exactly. How long did it last? About two years? Uh, Almost. All in all?
1: And, uh, yeah, I mean. And they were ready to just go somewhere, anywhere. Yeah, people were just sick and tired of being uh, at the house. And uh, so, and that's why you've seen some of these videos, you know, people fighting at the airports and on airplanes and all that nonsense that took place these last two years. And, you know, some people just don't know how to act, man. (laughs) And... uh, so, so which le- leads into the the next segment is like so. W- when is a pilot or or a captain forced to like get involved if something's going down in the uh, in the airplane, man? Uh, like when are you guys yeah, usually whenever you guys are like the principal, right? Yeah. You know? Well, if if the if
0: the flight attendant complains to us, we're like the very top of it. Once if it gets to us, then you're getting off the airplane. Like yeah. if it can be taken care of in the back with the flight attendants then, okay, you know what, they might let you off or tell you, hey, no more drinks for you today or whatever it takes. Right. But if it finally gets to the pilot, like, hey, this guy back here, then... Being rude,
1: disrespectful. Yeah, if it or... gets to
0: us, we're not even messing with it. We're, no, we're just getting you off the airplane. You,
1: you guys got too much responsibility right. to be dealing with right. with people like that, man. Yeah. Right. I, I think there, there honestly needs to be a zero tolerance uh, policy, man, you know.
0: Yeah, and and uh, they're they're really cracking down on that, like so, lifetime
1: bands. Yeah, yeah,
0: they're really cracking down on that, and in the end, just act right. bien, <laughs> as <laughs> just, our moms used to say. Just sit down. That's right. Have a drink if you want, and uh, yeah. just enjoy the flight. That's it. it it's it, don't make any
1: trouble. We're all in it together. Yeah, that's right. right. Just you're trying to get somewhere. I'm so, I'm old school, man. Yeah. I'm uh, bien. That's right. Porta I'd <laughs> I'd bring Singapore caning in, uh, you know, for people that don't know how to act. But that's just me, man. But let, let let's move on to uh, to some lighter topics, uh, Jerry. Here, um, you know, you you've obviously uh, traveled quite a bit. You have visited tons of countries, and I believe you're just like one state short of the the full fifty. So, well, let's let's start with some of your favorite countries, man. You know what? You know, and you're lifetime man uh what are some of the favorite your favorite countries that you visited
0: personally i've always loved the beach um that's always been my favorite destinations to either go vacation or relax um is the beach all right and some of the most beautiful beaches that i've been to has been down in the um in the caribbean caribbean island um
1: yeah, you you've uh, I, Yeah,
0: I've been to the Dominican Republic has very beautiful beaches. Uh Puerto Rico is a beautiful island. I know it doesn't get a, a lot of uh, fanfare, but Puerto Rico has very beautiful uh, beaches. They have a rainforest. It's just a nice place to visit.
1: Yeah, shout out to my brother-in-law Tito. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> of course
0: you got the Virgin Islands out there. Um
1: which we need to go to Puerto Rico. And you know what? You don't even need a passport to go to Puerto Rico. It's it's a U.S. territory. That's
0: right. It is a U.S. territory. Um,
1: But yeah, so those
0: are my favorites. I love going to the beach. Um, If you start going into uh, South America, uh, South America is really cool also.
1: Oh, it definitely is, man. definitely
0: is. Uh, Even down south.
1: Um, so, have you hit all the South American countries, or, or qué te falta? Uh,
0: you know, I've been to most of them already. Uh, been Uruguay, to Chile, Chile. I've been to Chile. Uh, I've been br- to Brazil, uh, Peru, Colombia, Venezuela, Ecuador, uh, Ecuador. Um, oh, yeah, that's well, nice. Then- and like I said, I just I just came back from mm-hmm. um, from working a trip to London. Uh, Spain is nice. I've been to Portugal um so
1: jerry let's let, let, let's let but let's let's nail it down to some favorites man so right, let's get, give me top three
0: top your, three. your your personals all right top three personals wow yeah, like
1: you let let, let let you know i'll give you i'll give you some context uh you're you're being offered three round trip tickets three different countries you you've got to pick them so you you got to you know let us know all right
0: one. uh pick one would probably be in the caribbean um if I had to narrow it down, I would probably even say Saint Martin. Okay, Saint Martin, and,
1: and why is that the one? Is that the one where like the airplane? That like, is, flies that's into... the one where the airplane
0: flies right over <laughs> right you. Over and, you. <laughs> I mean, you can you can YouTube that. It's it's real I've cool. It, it's man. something you just got to check off. It, it's, hey, it's. so you've real been fun. there at the bottom? I have. I have. Oh, I have. Man. I, yes. So I what's that like? There. It's
1: loud and windy and and.
0: It's, uh, first of all, it's literally, it's its feet from the runway and the beach. It's right there. So you're literally in the water, clear water, and there's an airplane. It can even be a jumbo jet flying right over you. You can literally almost touch the wheels and then it touches down just a few feet away into the runway. So, uh, it's really cool. Um, I like that. Um, I think second would probably be Spain. I really, I really liked Spain.
1: Yeah, Spain is great, man. Yeah,
0: you know, one of the, uh, the first time I actually went to Europe um, went to um, went to Pamplona, Spain, to go run with the bulls. So that's uh, right, that's yeah. right. You get
1: that picture framed in your yeah. In your, uh, your pool went room. to
0: Pamplona, Spain. Uh, flew from. Dallas to Madrid and then uh Madrid. So you to ran with the bulls? The I did. I did. Wow. I did. But you know what, ever since uh when I first saw that I always thought, man, why would anybody want to do that? That's that's so stupid. And then as you get older, you just get a little bit more curious. Yeah. Like, well, well
1: I'm let, glad the let bull me go I'm this glad the bulls school this handkerchief. guy. Yeah. <laughs> and
0: and then now uh it came to a point where um I told my wife it's like, "Hey, um you ain't go to Pamplona? She's like, why? I said, so go run with the bulls. She's like, I'm not gonna run with the bulls. You can run with the bulls, but I'm not gonna run with the bulls. That's how my wife would have been. So, um, yeah. So that w- that was a good experience. Uh, the funny part about it, once again, that was our that was my our first trip to Europe, is that uh, we actually flew first class from uh, Dallas to Madrid, and then Madrid to uh, Pamplona. But Dallas to Madrid, first class, first time going to Europe. Oh, you can't beat uh, yeah, that, man. what are you doing? You're 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 eating all night. You're drinking, drinking all night. All night. Oh, you're watching yeah. movies. You're having dessert, doing all that. You finally get in and talk about jet lag hitting you. Oh yeah. And for those of you who haven't gone to Europe yet, what I would recommend is. Go to sleep on that flight. <laughs> don't stay up. Don't mess with the TV. Don't don't drink all you can. All you can drink. It's uh, just, hard though, yeah, man. It's I hard. I know it's hard, especially first class. But uh, just especially. get some sleep. Yeah. Get get as much sleep as you can. So,
1: um, I mean, who does that though? I, I you know I <laughs> yeah. I work in oil and gas, man. So we, we used to fly uh, anything over eight hours. Uh, you flew business class. So yeah. man, we were spoiled for a long time. Then the downturn hit, and they, uh, you know, took you back to a coach, man, and that was a big shock to us. You know, we're like, oh, we were spoiled for so long, right? Yeah. And um, old habits die hard, man. So you get, you know, hammered down at the airport before you fly. You know, you had a few more, and you just never really rest. like you're right, and like you say, man, you, yeah, you land. And if you've never been to a certain uh, country and that's your first time or certain region, you're super excited, man. You're like, oh yeah, yeah. You're but, going but,
0: on adrenaline, but, but yeah, it's a hundred
1: percent adrenaline at that point because, like you say, you didn't rest. You should have been resting. You should have been trying to get some sleep or whatever, and you would have been. And uh, man, when that crash comes, that crash comes, dude. You are <laughs> <Yeah>. you're
0: done. <laughs> Yeah. So uh, my advice to everybody, if you're going to somewhere with different time zones, just try to get as much sleep as you can. Because once you get there, the last thing you want to do is sleep on your vacation or sleep um, uh, when you're in a different country. You want to go out and explore. Uh, Unless you're on a beach, that's about the only time you really want to just relax and sleep and just pretty much not do anything.
1: Yeah, you can But probably. if you're
0: if you're anywhere else, yeah, you definitely want to go out and about. So try to get as much sleep as you can.
1: So we got Saint Martin, Spain, and what would be your third favorite country, man?
0: Believe it or not, I like Mexico. I, I know there you go. some That's of us are just about. some of us are just so used to going to Mexico, but I, Mexico is is beautiful and and uh, I know you and I were just having this conversation Thank in between our break, but Mexico, you got Cancun, you got everything from uh, even Guadalajara. Uh, Mexico Mexico City, City, Monterrey, Monterrey, uh, Veracruz, Orizaba, all man, it's just just a beautiful country. Absolutely, Um, man. And unfortunately, uh, with everything that's been going on the last few years in Mexico... uh, It
1: gets a bad rap.
0: it, It gets a bad rap, and we haven't really been able to see as much of it as we'd like to, but... Um
1: I I tell people But if you get
0: a chance, yes, Mexico has so much to offer and so much to see and, and, I'm and glad yes, that you, would be in my top 3.
1: I'm glad you said that, Jerry, because I tell people all the time, you know, cuz my count uh I've got, you know, 21 countries uh under my belt right now. And so in in a few of these regions I've visited several times. I used to rotate to South Korea and been to Africa twice and uh Europe several times, so I know what I'm talking about. I've seen a lot. I've seen a lot of beautiful places, but Mexico takes a backseat to no one. And I mean, they have everything. And and it's not just bias, me being Mexican or from Mexican heritage or, you know, my family from out there. It has nothing to do with that. I'm talking about Mexico has literally everything you could want. Uh, Whatever you're into, you're into... uh, you know adrenaline sports and and mountains and the desert and the beach and I mean you name it man and I could go on and on man so I, I absolutely agree with your list man uh, mexico is 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 actually up there man big time yeah
0: and I'm really looking forward to the day that things just uh, improve uh, security wise for everybody to go and experience all this yeah, uh, especially my sons. I'd like for them to see a lot more than what they've seen the pyramids in man vehicle yeah so uh pyramids, um, but yeah mexico, méxico can't go wrong with Mexico, Cancun, of course, uh man, the beautiful beach and but- and like like I said earlier, um, if I'm at a beach, I just like to relax, just relax, give me a drink, um, man, I can spend hours just doing that,
1: mojitos, you know, I'm not big on mojitos, oh,
0: believe it or not, man. I mean, I'll have them if 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 somebody else is drinking it, hey, you want a mojito, yeah, I'll have a mojito, um. That, that
1: that drink what originated in in cuba i think
0: it's a cuban drink and you've been to cuba i have oh wow i have okay i I've didn't know that cuba, in and out of cuba actually I, i've stayed at um verdadero cuba
1: tell me you had a at least a cuban mojito yeah? no i have oh, i okay. mean i
0: don't yeah I, mojitos i like mojitos don't get me wrong it's just if I mean, is that my my first drink? I'm gonna order. No, but I mean, they're they're good. But yeah, uh, Cuba. It's a beautiful country. Also, um, yeah. So I've been uh, to several uh, cities there, but the most memorable was Veradero. It was, it was a beautiful uh, beachside uh, city that I stayed at. Real mm. nice.
1: What about the the U.S. states, man? What uh, what's some top three, man, from there, man? What you know?
0: US, believe it or not, Vegas has always been my favorite. Vegas. You just can't go wrong with Vegas. I've always loved Vegas. I think it's a
1: gambler in you, bro.
0: Man, I've always loved Vegas Uh, from the First time I started even working for Idle Mexico Airlines, I was 18 years old. As soon as I turned 21, the first place I wanted to go to was Vegas. Yeah, Vegas. And it lived up to the hype. I just love the lights, the, you know, just the ambiente. It's a different vibe, man. It's a different vibe. I've always like, and even if I'm working an overnight there, I just always love Vegas. Vegas has always been my favorite. Um,
1: But but have you been like outside of Vegas, like on day trips or like, you know?
0: uh, Oh, yeah. I mean, I used to go... At least about two to three times a year, just on, you know, on my own dime, just to go check it out and have a good time. But um, but yeah, Vegas would, would probably be my favorite city to travel to in the U.S. Um, what
1: about like state, like the state, you know? Not so much a city, you know, but like... Uh, state, California's beautiful. That is uh, California's
0: beautiful. The weather's always great, especially down in... Uh, best
1: weather in the U.S. Best weather
0: in the U.S., yeah. I would say it's San Diego. Yeah, San Diego. You, it's just perfect, perfect A- every weather
1: day. every day. I've been day. there in December. I've been every there day. in February. I've been in there Ju- July. I think I've been in San Diego in every season, and it it doesn't change. Yeah. It doesn't San matter. Diego would
0: probably be the best weather in all of the U.S. So uh, yeah, Vegas, San Diego. Um, wow, uh, I guess Florida. Florida's yeah, yeah. Okay. Florida is another another favorite spot for me. I love Florida. I
1: think like I think like for me, I, I, I'd say uh, California, Utah. I love Utah, man. I think Utah. Yeah, is the just mountains are
0: really nice. Out gorgeous,
1: there. man. Yeah, and um, I like South Dakota, man. Uh, believe it or not, it's way up there, and uh, it was just an interesting state, man. You know, there's not really much there, though. There isn't much, but uh the outdoors they they have tons to do outdoors, man. they got some great state parks, great national parks, yeah uh I mean, don't get me wrong, I wouldn't want like to live there, but like to visit there absolutely man you, Seattle
0: Washington that's another beautiful area. yeah if Seattle yeah, like, Seattle nice beautiful, man. beautiful up there uh, we did very, a road very scenic
1: we flew out there and then we did a road trip from uh we spent a few days in Seattle and then we did a road trip from Seattle uh down to Portland uh and we made a stop at Mount St Helens. Okay. And that was pretty cool, man. Yeah. And we didn't actually get a chance to get to the uh, to where the volcanic uh, the the site was uh, to the eruption site uh, because it was ice. The roads were iced down, so we're like, man, we, we got we had to turn back around. But it's crazy, man. But you can still see like the impact from that yeah. eruption. Way, you know back in them days.
0: Yeah, and the fact that we're in Houston, we're we're kind of centralized in the in the U.S. Uh, there's a lot we can actually even drive to. You can go to New Orleans, yeah, have a good time there. And you got New Orleans, you got obviously San Antonio. We've been, we've all been there a million yeah, times. Austin, San Antonio, Austin, um, the Valley, yeah. So uh, even driving wise, just to get away and and. But so. yeah,
1: that's the thing in Texas. You got to drive though, man. Like even like South Padre Island, that's six hours. You know, it's still a good, good amount of driving, man. Yeah, uh, you know, sometimes you just need that drive. Uh, and, I'm, I'm a uh, road trip we, we, fan. Yeah, you know, we've been
0: fortunate that uh, my sons and, and my family, my wife and I, we, we've been able to do a lot of traveling. Um, but like my middle son, for example, he doesn't like the whole airport vibe. And, and sometimes it's a spur-of-the-moment thing. <laughs> it's like, hey, let's do a trip uh, this weekend. Let's go somewhere. And, and he'd rather drive somewhere. Hey. Like, Dad, I'd rather... He he would rather just drive somewhere, rather than get on an airplane and deal with the whole. Wait, let's, uh, let's
1: let's 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 uh, expand on that here in a second uh, on the road trip side. But uh, last question on the favorites uh, airports, man. Uh, favorite airport and worst airport in European. Maybe not so much worse as like a bad you know word, but uh, just your least favorite. So your favorite airport and your least favorite, man. Uh, favorite airport. From the airport, pilot point of view, from man. From pilot yeah. point of view. From landing, the congestion, you know.
0: Yeah, um, I can tell you the least one would probably be New York. Probably LaGuardia. Uh, just
1: the amount of congestion, Yeah, the just the
0: congestion, traffic. Can you imagine how many airplanes it's just, uh, that are, like, waiting? Just,
1: yeah. Oh, well, we've seen them. Uh, remember, babe, when we were uh, in Boston? Uh... We've seen them like lined up. So we were in Boston Harbor, yeah, in Massachusetts, and it was a nighttime, uh, and um, maybe about seven o'clock in the evening time. But it was in the winter time, so you know the sun had been down right. already a couple hours. And so we were at the some fort or some some shit out there, and uh, it was a clear night, and you could literally see. I'm I'm not exaggerating. Maybe eight, nine planes like lined up. In a row, man, like to land, like just in mm-hmm. una línea. They look like stars, you know. Yeah, but they were Yeah, yeah. They're bringing you in. As
0: a matter of fact, and if you're flying to Los Angeles, the
1: otro lado it was a few other the same thing, you know. Like they were going to a different runway or whatever. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, if you're flying, flying to Los Angeles,
0: it? they start lining you up somewhere over in Phoenix. Damn. And yeah, so they start lining you <laughs> up from there, and and so. Uh,
1: to LAX,
0: yeah, flying oh. into LAX. So that's pretty busy, but they, they got a good thing there. They 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 they're able to move the traffic pretty good there. Um, you know, on, on a pilot side, it really comes down to what's there to eat at these airports. Oh, right. <laughs> and yeah, the so, important things. Yeah, the important <laughs> things. I mean, you got to see it from from our side. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So some airports, there's not much to eat or much to do. Um. I personally some one of my favorites is uh a restaurant in at the Miami airport, Miami International, La Carreta. You mm. can't go wrong with La Carreta. If you're ever in and out of Miami, if you're if you got a few hours give, to kill, give it just a visit. go yeah, go to La Carreta. And uh so now every time I fly in and out of there, I have to go there. I, I get me uh, uh, Arroz Imperial is my go-to thing right now. Um, so that uh before that it was Ropa Vieja but uh, yeah, so that's that's a, that's a good airport to fly in and out of. They got so some good food so options there.
1: So Jerry, what what's uh what's left on your travel bucket list? You've seen a ton already, and uh, I'm sure you want to see a ton more. So what what's on your what's on the pilot's travel bucket list? What's on your personal travel bucket list?
0: Personal travel bucket list. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to take my family down to um, do a safari. Yeah, in Africa. And Africa. Yeah. yeah, that's that's probably about the only thing that really just sticks out is, is being able to do that. Now, granted, the last few years, with COVID, what, there's been a lot of restrictions on traveling in
1: and out. And I'll so, give you some advice on the safari, Jerry. Do the ranger tours, man. You know, where they put you on the back of the, you know, where you have two armed rangers and they drive you and they take right. you to the watering hose. And right. we're fucking, you know. Now,
0: you when I say safari, obviously, I'm not saying going and hunting. Yeah, yeah no, uh, yeah, no, no. Just going and taking pictures, just being able to see it. But
1: pay spring for the ranger tours, man. I'm telling you, because these guys will take you all the way to the watering holes, man. I'll tell you where the lions and they got radios and cameras everywhere and drones. So oh man, they 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 know when there's like, you know, a, a fight going on with animals or a killing and and they'll you you'll be right up there mm-hmm. because if not, if you do a self tour one, it's a lot cheaper, but you're stuck to whatever action happens on the road, man, if it happens close by. You right. Know? And you're welcome to, like, get off-road, but they make you sign waivers. Remember when uh, the, uh, my wife's here next to me? But we uh, uh, we had to sign waivers when we entered uh, Palanisburg in South Africa that, you know, whatever happened to us, we got mauled or, you know, the vehicle got crushed by an elephant or a hippo or whatever, that the park wasn't responsible and they literally tell you, man, hey, they're going to shut the gates at X amount of time, and if you're there, then they'll get you in the morning. But yeah. no, but spring, I had been
0: thinking about this trip since my kids uh, were in elementary, and, and but my th- yeah, my thing was I want them to be old enough to be able to outrun me. <laughs> so, so I think they're at that age now. where, yeah, they can outrun me. Uh, so I think we're ready to go to. Uh, to Africa to do a That's safari. actually a good strategy, man. Yeah. That's so right. anyway, yeah, that, that, so to answer your question, uh, yes, probably a safari, safari okay. in, in Africa going yeah. out there, uh, check that off. But, um, uh, yeah, other than that, I don't like have something that just really.
1: That, that you feel like you have, yeah, you like feel, feel like, like you have to do. Yeah.
0: I need to go do before time, our time's up.
1: Yeah. So. so, uh, you know, one of the things that that's on my bucket list and to me, it's just, since I was a kid, I, I I always thought it would be cool, man, to to visit all the seven continents and, and, um, you know, I'm at six and, you know, I was looking at the calendar and, you know, how old I am and what I got going on with uh, life and my kids and graduations and college and whatnot. And, you know, December 2024 is what I have penciled into to actually achieve that, you know, and and since I have you here on the show and and, uh, here in front of me, man, I'd you know I wanted to invite you man to to uh, to make that trip with me. Uh, all right, you know? I'll tell
0: you what I'll um we'll we'll save the very last one and and we'll go down there together and check that box off and we'll we'll chuck off the last continent
1: that, that um, and that would to me that would be super cool, not just personally, but I think and I'm gonna do my don't my best to find out first hey <laughs> Denver harbor why did they name it that right? But second, if there's anyone, i I honestly don't believe that there's been anyone from Denver Harbor. That has visited Antarctica. And if anyone's listening and they can point me to, I, I'd like to know who they are. And I think that's great. If they have, I I think we might be the first ones, man. I mean, <laughs> I I just don't. Well, I mean, it's, <laughs> I don't know, man. Yeah. I would
0: go down there just to check it off the box. But there's not really much down there other than ice. and. Uh, uh,
1: yeah, the, yeah, That that's true. It's more of a, to say that you've done it. Yeah. Yeah, you know. just to check it off the box. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, looking forward
0: to it. But I'll, I'll you, save number seven. Now the last one, i you know, we'll do it down there. That's we'll right. So together.
1: me and uh, Mister Waters, we're gonna head down to Antarctica and 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 check that box off, man. So uh, and on that note, uh, I think we'll wrap it up, man. I I really appreciate you being on the show and and telling your story and ex, you know and just explaining the whole. You know, becoming a pilot and your transition to captain, and and, and really that that whole process, uh, I thought was very informative and, and and fascinating, to be honest, and and inspirational. And hopefully, we'll we'll get some some young people that tune in and you know want to uh, look into aviation and and uh, and follow you know some of these the, these uh, steps that you laid out. Uh,
0: yeah. And like I said earlier, I mean, it, it doesn't even have to be aviation related, but just, uh, for, for those young people out there who still don't know which way to go and and what you want to do, uh, just find a passion, find a passion and get paid for it. Stick with it. It can be anything. It can be anything, but just stick with it. Uh, there'll be roadblocks along the way and, and, uh, and life, but uh, if you stick with it, you'll reach your goal. And, and that's what I would recommend and to anybody. Just don't give up. Stick with it. Follow your, your passion and dreams. And, and you'll get there. Before you know it, you're there. And that's the coolest part. So um, awesome. uh, just on a side note of that, I mean, I remember when I first started, when that very first flight that we were talking about earlier, that I just knew what I wanted to do. From flying that small airplane to the first time that I flew a jumbo jet going over the Atlantic, um, amazing i was uh, i was doing a flight from miami to um to italy and it just kind of hit me right there like wow
1: i'm doing it denver harbor
0: you did <laughs> it man look <laughs> look at that you're 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 flying this jumbo jet over the atlantic you did it and um uh, and so uh but you know uh, i was uh I was I was thankful to my dad my mom uh, my family and, and everybody uh, who was there uh, for me and to encourage me and and uh, I just felt like man that's it we did it we did it so um so here we are just awesome. enjoying the fruit of our labors that's now. right that's right that's right
1: and uh, on that note we'll, we will wrap it up I want to thank uh, everyone for listening and hope you tune in next week as I have a World Cup episode lined up. I'll be interviewing a super fan of the game who is going to Qatar and will be attending his third World Cup. Find out how to score tickets, accommodations, and what to expect during the World Cup. Until then, later, Cabrones.
0: Thanks for listening. If you liked this episode, I'd really appreciate it if you gave us a review on your favorite podcasting platform. Make sure to subscribe and share. You can also check out my website at wheretonowadventures.com. Again, thanks for tuning
1: in, and I'll see you next time.